0: And I started working on yachts when I was 22. I had recently left college and was working in Chicago. And I found that office life wasn't suiting what I was looking for. And I actually had a family member pick up a book in Barnes and Noble. And it was the introduction to being a yacht stewardess. And I read the book cover to cover. And put in my two weeks notice at my job and moved down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, took a few training courses and said, I'll be here for about nine months to a year. And it turned into a really
1: full career of many great experiences. Fantastic. So about your training, can I just ask a question about what do they teach you how to be invisible? Because obviously in the positions that you've had and the positions that I've had as an Annie, we all we often have to be invisible although we have to be there.
0: So that definitely is more taught once you're on board the yachts themselves. The training that we do ahead of time is a lot of safety-based, which is great. It gets you your foot in the door and the qualifications. But I think it definitely, once you get on board your first yacht, you learn the etiquette of what's expected of you, what the guests are are expecting from you. And it certainly varies from program to program, how much they want to see you and how much they don't want to see you. And it's a learning curve for sure. I think a lot of young people are not taught to be invisible, especially in this day and age. I think it's something that would be allowed to be uh, individuals and reining that in and really learning how to stand back and let people enjoy the space that they're in. Because I think a lot of people are still uncomfortable in having staff around. I think that's still, you know, especially for a lot of new yacht owners or families with children who have never had nannies before you're really learning to have to work around having people in your individual space and how wonderful that can be and how much of a privilege that can be. And at the same time, how different life can be with having staff and nannies
1: and, and crew members around helping you. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, what do you think we should know as nannies or parents about? boats and the different kinds of boats that nannies could potentially find themselves on.
0: So the biggest awareness, I think as a crew member, we like to share with guests coming on board nannies, parents and children is the safety aspect. So we try and provide a home-like feel, a hotel-like feel. At the same time, a lot of even the surfaces that are around boats can be, not as safe as they are in a home, you know, marble flooring, someone's running in from coming around in the pool and they've got wet feet and just the extra care and we do our best. And, you know, it's, it's up to the crew to keep our guests and our family members safe, especially with children. But especially in in cases we have dangerous stairwells, maybe that a lot of baby proofing items are not maybe as as aesthetically pleasing as people would hope in their, you know, very expensive experiences. And just when we ask for things and we, we really try not to ask for much, it's generally to keep you and the children safe. You know, there's, we're really working towards having a fun environment having the best experience. We want this to be seven stars. We want this to be so much fun for everyone. And our limits are not because we can't do something or don't want to do something. It's solely for your children being safe. And in that being safe, having the best time, we do have medically trained people on board, but nothing beats doctors. And a lot of times we can't have that on board. And so we just want to make sure that everything is is safe.
1: Fantastic. You've already touched on baby proofing. So do you have any baby proofing ideas that you think our audience should be aware of? So I think what's,
0: what's really great is having nanny cams. I think it really is helpful. Um, if you have the option coming on board a boat and you have choices of different cabins, having children stay in cabins that do not have outdoor access is huge. Uh, Speaking to the crew members directly, you know, they'll know the boat best. They'll know what is the safest location for your children. And, you know, if you're having nannies stay with children in the same room, that's a benefit. But also personal space is huge and we appreciate that. So being right across the hallway, uh, a lot of boats are built in with safety aspects in mind that aren't necessarily built towards children. We have doors that close quite quickly because we wanna make sure that they're fire doors. So in case of emergency, they close properly, but that's not always protective for little hands. You know, they, they can get in the way. And so it's just, it's training yourself to be more mindful in spaces that you would expect to be like a home. And unfortunately we are not as cozy as homes and as, as, you know, familiar as homes. And I think really talking to those crew members really, you know, the good thing is if you notice something more likely than not, we can get something within 24 hours to, baby-proof a space, whether that is is aesthetically pleasing or not. If it's tape, making sure drawers don't open when little fingers want to pry them open, uh, it it really depends. But we're very happy to create safer environments for children. All it takes is just communication.
1: And talking about communication what kind of safety precautions would you recommend families chat to their children about before getting on a yacht?
0: So I think a really big part is making sure you're visible, making sure that if you go somewhere and you don't see a crew member and it's outside, just let someone know. You know, if you wanna go jump in the pool, but a crew member isn't around, just to let someone know. Uh, we usually have our own protocols that are in place to protect adults and kids alike, but we don't have eyes everywhere. And as much as we'd love to have cameras, making sure we can see where everyone is uh, specifically on charter yachts, we're not allowed to. So we can't have eyes everywhere to know where everyone is. If a nanny needs a break and needs a moment we're always receptive to that and we always want to be able to assist in that moment rather than closing the door and, and leaving a child and hoping for the best speak to one of us and maybe we can sit down with that child so that you can call a family member or just take some moments to yourselves so that really ideally someone's with a, a child mostly all the time until they, they had a comfortable age for the nanny to say, okay, they can go into the swimming pool and, you know, I don't need to be there. Um right. So it, it takes knowing the child that you're with and knowing how trustworthy you feel that they are. And that's age appropriate. It's not that children want to be trustworthy or not, but whether they know, <laughs> you know, what, you know, if they've ever been on a boat before. Don't get close to the edge. Don't go somewhere. If there's a rope, there's a reason saying, you know, ask, we're happy to take you anywhere. You just need to ask. Right, and also no running probably. And definitely no running. I mean, it's the same rules I think as most pools. We don't want anybody running. Even if a boat is at anchor and you wanna jump off the side, Ask a crew member, you know, there's always things that are going on that we don't share just because it ruins the experience a little Mm -hmm. bit. You know, we want to make sure that you don't have to know on a wavy day that stabilizers are out. So it's not safe to go in the ocean. We can turn them off and we're happy to have people swim, but it's just those little things that, yeah, as you said, we don't want children running around especially with wet little feet teak becomes very slippery Mm -hmm. running inside it just all of those you'd like to call them common sense things but I think the experience of a yacht especially if you've not been on it for the first time can be quite overwhelming and there's no harm in you know, asking, making sure you're reapplying sunscreen. It seems so obvious and yet you're on the ocean, you're with these reflective properties. UV is stronger and and just hydration, making sure that in that heat, in those shoreside experiences that the kids are just living their best lives and doing it safely.
1: Okay, and talking about activities, What kind of activities do most yachts um, provide that children could potentially use?
0: So, we really like to promote water sports, safety, depending on ages, what really works. But, you know, if children are of a certain age going on inflatable objects and being able to be towed by boats, and, you know, the protocols on every boat are different in saying that there's some hard and fast rules that there are if you go to someone's home and they, they have these items. So if a child wants to go on water sports, making sure that the nanny or a parent is there and happy to be a part of it. Um, slides are a really big, fun part of it. You get to go off the side, you'll have a crew member waiting for you at the bottom and, and children, it's, it's a lot of based in water sports. In saying that, usually boats have board games available, we have Wi-Fi, so if kids want to stream or even if they need to do schoolwork that requires, you know, fast internet, most places have that, movies, TV shows, the like, if you need a quiet moment inside after running around in the sun all day, and then going ashore in different locations is really lot of the reasons that people want to go on boats you get to be in so many different places and see so many different things and we can bring you to those locations and a lot of times yacht crew will go with the family or the children just to make sure the location you know we we do go ahead of time to make sure safety in all sorts of different ways are covered security whether the stone steps are made for toddlers, or if we go to a different location to make sure when getting off the boat, it's safe for children, for nannies, for all sorts of different family members with different abilities.
1: Okay, thank you. And as head of housekeeping, what would you say is the one thing you, you find that nannies or parents um, forget to bring with them? So it's,
0: it's a myriad of different items and myriad of different items. And we certainly try and have backups of everything, but, you know, with yachts, letting us communication. So if you're going to come on board about, usually you'll be speaking to uh, a crew member on board, albeit if it's the captain or the chiefs too or the head of housekeeping. If you need something and you don't feel comfortable flying with it, we can usually get it ahead of time. But, you know, we have all sorts of different types of laundry detergent, which seems silly. But if you have a sensitive child and you know what works best for them, we're not opposed to using something like that. We try and be very flexible. We want to make sure everybody's comfortable. Um We usually, depending on the boat again, have different toys for children, but it might not be the right age range. You know, a lot of people working on boats do not have children themselves. So we can guess at what children at that age really appreciate and like, but it's a Google search rather than having the experience of age appropriate diapers or wipes. Um, if children don't like to, or aren't of the age of using just specific cutlery or bottles or glasses, you know, we really strive to have everything, but a lot of children have different needs and special needs that we aren't necessarily equipped for, but we can always try and quickly ship to where we are. But there might be a day or two of delay, yeah, and, and, and <laughs> frustration, and of course that's expected. But I think it's it, it's it's interesting. At the same time, we have so many abilities, we have a lot more limitations than a hotel that's shore based yes. and has a supermarket or a a mall close by. We do not have those same abilities, unfortunately. As much as we'd like to,
1: yes. <laughs> it, it's hard if you're if you're not at port i mean if if a boat is moving constantly it's even harder
0: it is and i think as much as we have the ability to get things in a lot of different places if you are going to experience a boat and it's in a very remote area that's not uncommon and in saying that communicating ahead of time really makes the experience so much easier for nannies, for kids, for parents, really giving us as much information as possible. Even if it seems so minor, Mm -hmm. it's hard to explain to a chef that didn't know there was a soy allergy or a dairy allergy ahead of time. Even our fridge space is limited even though we have giant refrigerators, you know, the preparation for chefs is huge. And even bringing food items. I mean, we've worked with people who are gluten-free and they'll bring a suitcase filled with snacks. And of course we respect that and we recognize that. But if we know two weeks ahead of time, we can have them waiting in a little basket for you. You know, it's just, It's all about having that conversation and we want to have that conversation if we can. We're really open to it.
1: All right. And is there like an unspoken etiquette that, for example, crew members and nannies should have or have?
0: The biggest is we're all trying to be on the same team as much as When you come on board, you're still a guest that's staying with us. And we still want you to have the best experience being in this incredible place that you can. I think having a conversation with the parents of what's expected ahead of time, and then relaying that to crew members. We usually have a very strict amount of crew that can be on board. And as much as we want to help in specific areas Our job roles are very specialized and, you know, I've been in positions where maybe families don't think that nannies are a necessity on board at specific times and the crew can't give the specialized care and the meet the needs of children who you know, normally have nannies with them. And in saying that, having the conversations with the crew members, you know, we, sometimes it feels, especially if, you know, you're not used to having staff mind what you're doing and looking after your cabins. We truly don't intend to be invasive. We really want to make it the five-star experience for every single person included. And, allowing us to do that. You know, if I feel like sometimes it feels it's easier to say, you don't need to come in at all. We want to, it's easier to do consistent upkeep rather than once every two days, where then we would have to spend an hour someplace because the expectation, regardless of what people feel comfortable with still remains the same. If parents want to visit their child and the nanny and the child are staying in the same room, the expectation is that it's kept as nicely as the primary cabin. And we need time to be able to do that. We're happy to have the conversations to work with nannies and work with team members. Hey, you need to be in the cabin yourself for an hour Just let us know when we come in. Let us know what works for you. Let us know if there's a specific nap time. We want to make sure we're not knocking on the door and waking anybody up. But just that really, that open line of communication, because then we can be that invisible kind of workforce that. Appears, you know, we, we know, okay, they're going for lunch. They like to take a long lunch. That's our time to really make the cabin sparkle or it's a 10 minute lunch and then it's straight into nap time. We're not going to bother you. We're not going to say, well, we really need to be in here now. You know, it's, it's all that respecting each other's time. And then you get to have that five-star experience as well, which we really hope for. That's why we bring everyone on board.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what would you say are some things that nannies or parents could do to help the crew out? Again, I'm going to go with that open
0: line of communication. You know, it really makes it easier for us to have the most information possible. We work with, depending on the size of the boat that you're on, between 12 crew to 50 crew. And it's all kind of a series of motion. We all want to make sure that everything's going properly. And between us speaking to you so that the deck crew know, you know, this child is too young to go on the slide maybe just don't have it out when a child's there. So we don't have to say no, you know, Mm -hmm. letting us know what the comfort levels are of specific children, of nannies even, you know, sometimes you don't want to get your hair wet. Sometimes you just (laughs) don't feel comfortable going on water sports toys for whatever reason. We want to accommodate for that. And then we can set aside time or a crew member to do those things with children you know letting us know in advance our child loves going to the beach that's going to be huge for us and then we can make the most magical beach setup experience um without knowing those details we just can't make it as fun and as wonderful we still will do our best to make it as fun and as amazing but really the communication And not being afraid to ask, you know, at the end of the day, don't be afraid to ask someone for help. Don't be afraid to ask someone, Hey, do you have such and such in the kitchen? Or even can I come down to the galley? Can I just really, I know how my child likes to do this. Can I please just assist and do it? And people are understanding. They really are. We, we really strive for that and we wanna make it as best as possible. And if there's there's boundaries again on our end, it really is most likely safety.
1: Okay, fantastic. Is there, is there anything that you would like to add or recommend or share with nannies and families who might be going on a yacht this summer?
0: Have a great time. Enjoy it. It's a really special experience. And, you know, for parents and nannies, I think remember that the nannies are also there to have a little bit of fun and allow, you know, it's very hard to turn off, but a lot of staff that come won't ever get this opportunity again and speak to us about making it special for staff members that you bring um, speak to us about, you know, what you're comfortable with, what dietary, whatever seems so small or experiences that really seem important to your children or, you know, we don't like screen time. Okay, great. We can really build off of that and really make sure ahead of time, with the chefs, we'll do a cooking, cookie, baking, cookie baking experience or cupcakes. With the deck team, we can take them out on tender rise. With the interior, we can make all sorts of board games, arts and crafts, really, you know, giving us what your limitations are so that we can grow in so many other different ways to make it fun and safe and as accommodating as possible. If we come on board and no one's told us anything, We're grasping at straws and we'll definitely still make it fun, but it makes it just a little bit harder.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Maddie. It was great to have you on and we will see you all next time. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. It was lovely to see you again.